0: Hi, my name is Kirby Ingles. I'm a leadership and transformation coach, a father of four, and a U.S. Army veteran. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you achieve true success. Every week, my goal is to help you move one step closer to true success in a life that is rich and satisfying and helping you become the pillar of your community. Now, here on the True Success Podcast, we talk about leadership and personal transformation and dive deep into topics like mentoring, coaching, balance, problem solving, and creating an impact. True success is living your life's true calling. It's discovering new ways of viewing the world, building a life that's charged with hope, transparency, happiness, and fulfillment. True success is not what you think it is. Close your eyes and imagine setting goals, targets, and meeting them while adding value to the lives of others and making a difference daily in your community. You've seen the results of natural disasters, and some of the structures end up in pieces, right? And and while others remain intact. There's a reason why some of them stand because they were built upon a strong foundation. Now, all structures are eventually put to the test, but only the strong ones will remain standing. Similarly, you're going to face hardships in your life. And some people can withstand the storms of life while others are pulled down and washed away with it. Standing up to live storms means that you have to remain faithful to your family, to your work, your beliefs, and the things that you hold true and have value for. That means that you have to be disciplined. You have to work hard and you have to stay focused. And those, those people who fall victim to the storm crumble because they may have taken an easy way out. They either gave up, maybe lost hope, or just couldn't bear the pressure anymore see we all will face challenges and storms in our lifetime the question is is will you stand or will you fall you cannot be afraid to fall or you you're just not gonna fly i wrote something about that the other day when i talked about eagles being pushed out of the nest little baby eagles you know and they're being afraid to fall but you have the opportunity to fly will you stand or will you fall my point is is Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in the foundation that you have built? Legacy-minded people have a foundation of character, strengths, and values. They pursue a vision that they cannot see, but only in their minds is this vision. It exists. They actually stand for something, even though you may not be able to put tangible results on it right now. And it motivates them every day to get out of bed and forge forward for this future that only they can see in their minds. If you do not have a strong foundation, you will likely fail. Have you built your house on sand or rocks? What kind of foundation have you built your house on? Do you even know what you believe? Can you name your top five values right now without even having to think about it? what you stand for, and why you do what you do. See, that's the question. Can we do that right now, in this minute, in this moment? What is your vision? What is your mission in life? Who do you serve? Why do you serve? Those are the questions, guys, and you have to be able to answer that. Today, you can do something about this, and you can build a strong foundation that will last for a century if that's what you want it to you can withstand any storm and any impact, and it should outlive you. So don't delay, guys. Don't delay. After all, the clock is it's ticking, guys. The clock in life is ticking, man, and it doesn't get any longer. It only gets shorter. Time's ticking down. And so you have an opportunity now to create an impact greater than yourself and something that the three and four generations down the road are going to feel. That that big of a quake, right? That you can have. Impactful people don't get sucked into despair. They turn their obstacles into opportunities and they turn situations around. Life requires you to counterpunch it all the time. And one reason people dodge conditions that you know they, they could lead to that could lead to despair is their fear. But when you fight back and sometimes when, when others have fought back, they've realized it, it's it's hard work. And a lot of people tend to give up. So becoming an impactful person will not only happen, well, well will not happen by chance. Uh, it takes a lot of toil, labor. And, and just like athletes work at getting out of slumps, life is gonna have challenges, and that is going to require a lot of serious effort on your part. And even though, It can knock you down sometimes and it's well worth getting up. There's a recipe for victory and that's always includes mission-focused people on your side. As your opponent begins to hurdle things at you, and you know, I say opponent because life and other people, you know, that can be challenging. They hurdle things at you like a never-ending stream of demands and problems and you find yourself in just horrible situations. You have to really make a choice, guys. You can either tackle these problems like a kicker on a professional football team because you're the last defense on a a return back, or you can kind of get the defensive line involved, right, to help you along the way. And I'd much prefer to have a defensive line at my back. So just like athletes have teammates and coaches, you know, have people that support them, life is really team sport. By standing your ground and staking a flag, right, into the earth, you can bring your team into any situation. On your own, you're limited. But having a solid foundation and a source of support around you to help bear life's problems is really a vital pillar, uh, a vital pillar to your legacy. Uh, and it only shows your strength in numbers. And so, life wasn't really meant to be experienced alone. You know, I hear a lot of people say that you know it's great to be alone, and it's great to have reflection time, and you know things of that nature. But it wasn't meant to be alone. It wasn't meant to go through the ages by ourselves because we've survived in tribes, right? We've survived in groups and cliques. You know, we identify with other groups and that's how we collect. You know, look at cities, right? Boroughs and suburbs and, you know, we are gathering together to be one because more opportunities happen when there's more than one person. Everyone plays a particular role on the team. And the time that you spend with others will only bring all the pieces, the parts, the ideas, and the opportunities together for a successful life. It's gonna all come together and synchronize, right? I always say that you are one piece of the puzzle in this world, and you just have to find the other connecting parts. And then you can be that missing piece of the puzzle. Bring others into the fold and synchronize yourselves. Are you missing the key players on your team? Because if you are, you know, it's going to be hard to create that impact and leave that lasting legacy. And so if you're missing, right, if you're missing those key players on your team and you want to create that impact and leave that legacy, I would re- highly recommend that you check out my Smart Success Blueprint. I think that blueprint will serve as your playbook and you'll you'll have uh, the same kind of impact as, as these great players and these great teams that you've come to watch every Sunday throughout sports history. And then that'll all be part of your own life. This the the greatness, you know, that the same the same impact like Wayne Gretzky and and John Elway and guys like that have had across an entire sport, you know, and awesome teams. Your character is revealed during the times of pressure. And there is a great, great visualization from Wayne Dyer that's used in this that I want to share with you. Our character is how we interact with the world. During tough times, your character is clearly seen. There's no doubt about it. And so what about your nature do you reveal in these moments when you are faced with tough times? Are you angry, confused? Do you drink? Do you do drugs? Do you lie? Maybe you have narcissistic behaviors. The truth is that all of our armor, to include me, is flawed, right? None of us are perfect. You need to have a positive mental attitude and a solid group of supporters because you will find yourself doing these foolish things when you are alone we tend to do foolish things or things that we don't clearly think through when our back is up against the wall? If you have this strong group of advisors or support network and a positive outlook, you're gonna demonstrate a decent character in those trying times and, and have a positive attitude about moving forward rather than allowing some of those nauseous things leak out, right? And people will see that. All that will remain the same with this group of people and this positive attitude when you're faced with adversity. And really all you have to do is is when you when you do get struck by, you know, some adversity and and pressure and tough times. All you really have to do is dust yourself off and make a few adjustments rather than give your character away. Tragedy and crisis is going to happen. It's just a matter of how often and when, because we can never predict that, or we can never predict when it's gonna happen and how often it's gonna happen. Your character will be strengthened, or you will give it away, and that's what happens in tough times. Either you strengthen it, or you give it away. I had a good leader that once told me, and I've probably said this many times on the broadcast, is that you can always give your character away. Or you can stand the test of time and your character will remain consistent and with consistency, even if you make a mistake or you have a flaw, as long as you're consistent, you will strengthen your position. and people will have much more respect for you versus if you become very inconsistent, you're weevil wobbly and you flip flop all the time. You know, like I said, tragedy is going to happen, man. Crisis is going to happen. And it's really just how often and when. And and like I said, your character can be strengthened or you can give it away. Now, the question really is, is are you ready? Now, Wayne Dyer, the guy I was telling you about earlier, the great late Wayne Dyer, he's been gone for a year or two now, would say that if you squeeze an orange, if you squeeze an orange, you would think that orange juice would come out. Not apple juice, not vegetable juice, not anything else. When you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. So what comes out of you when you feel pressure and you're squeezed? You know, when, when people walk into your life, you really begin to connect with them. And and you do that on different levels and, and you begin to share. And the people that are on a higher level than you tend to allow you to raise yourself up to that level. It's, you know, a lot of times when we uh, talk about masterminds, we always say, Don't be the smartest person in the room, because if you're the smartest person in the room, it becomes a little bit more difficult to grow. Not that you can't grow from people's feedback that are if you're a little bit smarter than them, or you have a little bit more knowledge and self-awareness, but you don't want to be at the top of the pyramid. You always want to be surrounding yourself with people that are better than you, so you can strive to be at their level, and that's for your growth. But when you do connect with these people, you start to get on their level, you start to grow, you get stronger together. And that means you and those around you will begin to become a better version of yourself. And that's what it's about. It's about becoming a better version of ourselves. And we are continually changing and, and changing from our old selves into our new selves. Who do you want to become more like? You wanna become the bitter, the angry, the tense, depressed, the depressed, the, the hating, the anxiety, risen self that you could potentially become? Or do you wanna become that person with experience? has respect from others, that has happiness, fulfillment, and lives a rich and satisfying life, a life full of joy and possibility. Really, the choice is yours. And I would encourage you to check out the Smart Success blueprint and learn how to attract the right kind of people into your life. Everything that we do leaves a footprint for those that come behind us. And more specifically, I'm talking about your children. Your children are probably going to experience what you have left behind that either the mess or the legacy that you're going to leave, the positive legacy, or they're going to have to recreate their own and they're going to have to start over, you know, because you're establishing those things. When you were a kid, you probably told a few lies yourself because you wanted to be somebody, or you wanted something that you didn't have. And it sounded like a good idea at the time, right? I also remember when I was a young boy and I was in grade school, I would try to be bigger than who I really was. And sometimes I got beat upon because of the way I behaved. Because I tried to be that bigger kid. I tried to act older than what I really was. And sometimes older kids take advantage of smaller ones. And most of us, most of us have had some kind of experience like this at least once. And some of us multiple times in our lives because we come from the school of hard knocks. We learn the hard way through repetition. Some people, it only takes them one time to learn because they understand what pain is. Other of us like to endure pain for a while. Um, that might be why I run ultra marathons 31 to 50 miles in a single day, 10 to 12 hours at a time. I like to I like pain. Pain pain has been my friend over the years, right? Because I can endure it. You know how these things play in your mindset. Because when you these hangs happened to you when you were a child, you still experience some of this as an adult. It played on your social anxiety. You know, you probably got angry. And it probably stayed with you and it has really affected you in so many different situations that you probably don't even realize it. But as we get older, we start to see, we start to connect those dots. And you may have handled it in different ways. People act the way they do because they want something that they don't have or they're trying to avoid whatever pain they have inside of them. There's a lot of things I avoided in my life because of the, the anticipation of of that particular pain that was inside of me. I wanted to be bigger than I was. And, you know, I wanted to avoid the pain of being a small and just an average child. You see, I didn't think I was good enough. And I never thought I had what it took. So I acted a certain way to try to cover that up because inside I was really broken and I was really torn up. Uh, for many different reasons. And you can go back through my Facebook feed on my profile and you can read a lot of the personal stuff that I've shared and you'll understand why I said this. And so if you really wanna know who I am and what I'm about, then you can go back there and you can kind of see that. One of the reasons why people act the way they do is because it works for a time. It only works for so long. And when you build a house of cards, it's really a cool skill to have but the structure is very weak and eventually it will fall over and the cr- cards will crumble at the slightest breeze or touch. It doesn't have a strong foundation and that's what the smart success blueprint is about because building that strong foundation. We're not going to build a house of cards. We're going to build a house on this, on a, a Set of rocks, not on shifting sands. We're going to build a house and a foundation that's going to be able to withstand a storm or a hurricane or tornado. That's what Smart Success Blueprint's about. If you're interested, get a hold of me. But let's continue to talk about this topic. Some adults had this pattern in their lives where they build something and then it crumbles behind them. They build something up, but then they blame others when it does crumble or They try not to be around when it does crumble, right? They built this up and they skedaddle and then it crumbled. Remember that your legacy is the pattern, is the pattern, it's the trail. It's even the breadcrumbs that you leave behind. So we all leave these breadcrumbs behind In your life is a mess. If your life is a mess, then then what you leave behind will be too. If your life is a mess, what you leave behind will be too. And one day you're going to wake up, right? You're going to wake up and you're going to see your kids and your grandkids repeating the same mistakes that you made. And it will probably be worse for them as this is what happens. The behavior continues to compound from generation to generation to generation. It's why I'm so adamant about helping fatherless men because fatherless men has been a challenge for generations. And it continues to compound and getting worse. And now it affects every major societal ill in our country. Everything from suicide, men in prison systems, uh, drug abuse, domestic abuse, uh, teen pregnancy. And what we found is, is majority of the boys that are involved in mass shootings come from fatherless homes. When we create these patterns, they continue to compound from one generation to another. Again, that's what the Smart Success Blueprint is about. It's creating that foundation, that, that foundation that's gonna last for generations. And I am privileged enough to have that because my family left me that legacy and left me that foundation to build upon my house upon. And I didn't realize it until much later in life. And I'm just very fortunate and lucky to have realized it and have built that course for that reason. Your kids are gonna repeat your same mistakes, right? If not, it's probably gonna be worse for them because again, that behavior compounds. And really you just teach them is you know this type of behavior and they repeat it because you know what kids do? You know how kids learn? Kids learn from repeating what their parents do, the people that they look up to. Kids learn how to walk, how? By watching their parents. Kids learn how to crawl, how? By watching you crawl on the ground. Kids learn how to read because they see you as you read flipping the pages from left or right to left, right? And then you read left to right. They see your finger going across and they pick up those senses, right? They pick those things up. I have a master's in counseling. And one of the things that I had to do was study childhood development and children learn by watching the adults that are in charge of their lives. And that's why, you know, in some broken homes, children end up in the situations they do because they've grown up learning those behaviors. Behaviors are learned, folks, and those behaviors can be changed. But we need to get after early on, as early as we can. And as someone who wants to impact, right, someone, and that's myself, that wants to impact the next generation because... The third and fourth generations need our help just as much as those that right now. But what we need to do is we need to see our own virtues right now as a priority. We need to focus on ourselves and and those virtues that we have and make those a priority because they're going to learn those behaviors and those are going to continue to compound from one generation to the next. See, we can help our children avoid destructive behavior by leaving them a heritage, Listen to me, a heritage worth repeating. This includes matters on integrity and honor. Raise up your standard of living, right? And if not for yourself, for those who are going to be here tomorrow. Your path and future can be summed up in one word, purpose. There is no way you are an accident or a mistake. You are unique and are part of this puzzle we call the world. Here are three tips or pieces of advice from me on how you can understand your unique place and purpose in this world. First, determine what you're passionate about. Our drive and motivation come from the intrinsic reward of pursuing a purpose and what keeps you awake at night and gets you out of bed each morning. Your purpose is surely connected to your passion. What do you do well? We all have hobbies, but that's not what we're talking about here. What are your natural abilities? I enjoy a lot of things that I'm not good at. Number two, what are your natural skills and abilities that you have which correlate with your passion? That's where you begin to find your purpose. And number three is what do others praise you for i've said it before right the right people in our lives gives us feedback on who we are authentically everyone is a critic but who in your life has wisdom and experience and that it's been guiding you along the way see i've had a lot of great mentors and coaches who have helped me clear the path and get right on what i needed to do in life we go through many challenges. And we have to overcome these obstacles, but knowing your purpose and why you're going through these things makes it so much easier. Let me tell you, I've always sat there, and, and, you know, and, and tried to understand my purpose. And you have to have this clear vision that serves as your destination. And it's much like having a GPS. You are meant to make a difference and have an impact that is really bigger than yourself. And you need to take the time today and put in the work and figure out those next steps so that you can start living a rich and satisfying life. Stephen Covey had taught priorities using a large jar or several large rocks. And when he would have an audience member place five or six large stones in a jar until they could fit no more stones in that jar. And pretty much everyone at this point thought the jar was full. And he would ask the audience member again to put smaller rocks that were laying on the table into the jar until no more could fit. Again, he would ask the volunteer to place, you know, the bag of sand that was on the table into the jar until it was topped off. And finally he would say, you know, go ahead and pour some of this water into the jar. And at first people would look at him like he was crazy, but then as he poured the water in, it filled up the vacuum, the space in the jar until it was completely full. And then you could put the lid on it. And so the jar was much heavier, and you could fit much more in it based off of the direction of items that you put in. You know, because if you put in uh, some of the other items in first, you couldn't fit as much. And so what is the point of this demonstration? And, and that's really... If you said that you could add a few more things to your plate or don't be satisfied with the amount of stuff that you're doing, or even if you work harder, you can do more. All those answers, you know, you're, you're probably right at some point because of efficiency and effectiveness, you know, we all have, you know, efficiency and effectiveness that we can actually work on in our own lives. But that really wasn't the point. So Stephen would, would actually say that this example is that if you don't put your big rocks first, which symbolize your priorities, you won't be able to fit them in because when you see this was really the, the second attempt at filling this jar that this young woman was trying to do. Initially she tried to fill the jar through a different order or a process. And she wasn't able to fit everything into it. And what she was doing was she was fitting everything that was not so urgent and not so important into the jar. You know, it was some of the small rocks, a little bit of the sand, some of the water. You know, she was filling in things on the surface that seemed important. But by the time, you know, by the time she got done, she couldn't fit everything in there. So she, he taught her how to do it through the way that he had learned how to manage his own personal time. So most of the time our lives are really consumed by a lot of the little things in our lives. And we also lose it, you know, a lot of a grip on most of the important stuff that keeps us on top of our game. And so when you look at your life, does it seem like it's unprioritized or overscheduled? You know, a lot of times our lives are packed full of things that don't really matter most or matter to much of anything at all. And we are really consumed by all the little things in our lives. And then we struggle or or we fight to do what's, what really matters most with all the extra time that's left over. With this extra time that's left over, it's really hard to fit all the important priorities into the jar and then be successful. Times, you 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 can be successful by doing this. It can seem like that you do get a lot of done and it may seem like you do get after things and that you are a, a successful person and that's what it appears that you know, that you can do all this. But at the end of the day, are you really getting the things done that you need to get done? Priorities are the one, one of our most important pillars of our lives and that is to, Keep the house that we're building standing on its foundation. And I have talked a lot about foundation. Your priorities become what you aim, which creates really a path or a direction for the week ahead. And that's the importance of your priorities. We have a vision, a mission, goals, but your priorities are the things that you aim at each week that are connected to those three things. So start making a list of your priorities now and list them in rank order and have a friend, a mentor, a coach, or even a spouse review your priorities and give you some feedback on, you know, your current priorities and whether or not they align with what you're trying to accomplish. Now, where your priorities are will also be the other areas of your life, like your relationships, your finances, your health, and any other areas of your life that are important to you. So understand that and remember that. Where your priorities are is where those other areas of your life are. Are you putting those other areas in your life in the right order? Are you focusing in on them? And everything that you do throughout life, you are competing with other people to your left and to your right. And just like a race, everyone runs, but only one person can be the winner. And there can only be one winner in everything that you do. And if you want to win in your life, you have to pursue it as if you want it. Now, if you give up at the slightest difficulty, you're going to get nowhere. Still, if you persist, you visualize that finish line, and if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you can arrive at your destination where prosperity and purpose synchronize. Sadly, people give up just when they should endure just a little bit longer. Folks, don't get tired of doing good because if you don't, or, or because if you don't give up, there's a return on your investment later. But only, but only if you don't give up. Now, while the world and everything in it is ours, there are certain conditions that we have to meet in order for those things to materialize. Just don't give up. You're going to experience hardships in life, and you can try as hard as you can to avoid these things, but difficult things will come and go. And and after being a soldier for 23 years and running 13 ultra marathons, Life has taught me how to endure hardships. And as a soldier, you don't get involved in, in other affairs, right? You remain professional and you stay focused on your leader's vision and mission and those objectives they give uh, give to you. And you can reinforce your character in these trying moments as well. And this strengthens your legacy when you endure, right? And this is a theme that I'm going to continue to reiterate is this in, enduring, right? And remain consistent within your core values. It should be no surprise that I continue to talk about core values. You have to remain true to your core values. And so as a soldier or a runner, you really become single-minded in your purpose. And you, and you don't get sidetracked, right? You don't get tangled up in all the distractors or other matters, right, which prevent you from crossing that finish line. And you must stay focused on the mission, And keep your mind present on the current objective. Most people get distracted. And people who establish a long-lasting impact, even after they're gone, have been single-minded, right? And then when they are single-minded, they're able to focus on what they need to focus on, which are those objectives in that present moment, so they can endure the hardships that are going on around them. Perseverance will see you through the day. And it definitely will. And your first impulses will be to quit sometimes when things get tough. But still, determination and persistence will get you through that daily struggle. Your mindset is the most powerful tool that you have to endure these hardships. And everything else will fail if you, you don't have that, that right mentality, that right mindset. You know, it doesn't matter how strong your body is, This systems that you have built around you, the devices that you use, whatever it is, it re- is, it, it doesn't matter if your mindset isn't right. And you cannot persevere and endure the hardships and stay present in the moment and stay focused, single-minded focused on your purpose in that finish line. None of it matters. It's that single-mindedness. It's that purpose. It's that focus. You are built. You You are built to handle stressful situations. Only if you learn to cultivate the right mindset. You see, our mind tells everything else what to do. Our mind is our choices. Our mind is our thoughts. Our mind is everything. It's the strongest thing that we have. And in 2011, in Washington, D.C., the forecast arrival of, of Hurricane Irene caused... Postponement of the planned dedication uh, ceremony for the MLK National Memorial. And I was living there at the time in anticipation of the storm. Thousands of sandbags were being placed around the city uh, to include Maryland and Virginia uh, for the, to prevent the flood-prone Washington Metro Station entrances from being overtaken by this, this water coming down. And Amtrak service all over was canceled. And then again in 2012, not even a year later, in the same uh, Washington, D.C. area, a state of emergency was declared, and the United States Personnel Management Office had closed the federal offices for two days. Lucky for me, I was off for two days. So the D.C. Metro Service, again, both rail and bus, was also canceled due to the high amount of winds and the widespread power outages and the closing of the government. Something almost worse than, than the flooding happened, our power went up. And it went on and off for several days because of the the grid. And these days, how do you survive without electricity? I mean, it's almost like your phone. How do you survive without your phone today? And cellular service and all that. We've become accustomed. So, And we didn't have a generator. And the only heat that we had was from the wood-burning fireplace in our house. And it was October at this point. So it was getting colder as the night went on. Uh, and the biggest problem as temperatures dropped was really keeping the smoke from coming back down the chimney and when every gust of wind that blew through the area as the storm was passing through and I pretty much stayed up all night and so what we did was was my wife and I uh, we used candles for light and we played board games throughout the night and we read our books Um, and that's how we kind of entertained ourselves but the days leading up to both storms people were removing anything From the shelves that they could get their hands on in every grocery store. And by the time we went to the grocery store, pretty much everything was gone. It was empty. So fear had set in and there was a lack of faith in the systems that were in that area. People feared the worst. They thought that they could be without things for up to a couple weeks at a time. And so they just completely consumed everything you know, and they prepared themselves, you know, this is what they were doing. They were preparing themselves. But, you know, that was probably the result of the devastation from the 2005 hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, where there was massive devastation in that area. Uh, And they were completely um, um, shocked about what happened. And so there are still people out there that, that have faith. Right. Um, and they don't let their fear lead their lives. You see, this really isn't about hurricanes. These are about, this is about the obstacles and challenges in our own lives. And so there are, are you know, fear really, what it does is it kind of shortcuts our connection to the strength, you know, to, to the strength that you have to conquer life's day to day activities. And what, and what I mean, is it really does. It just disconnects. Fear takes over. You know, it, it 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 disempowers you, which means that you become helpless in the face of adversity. And in the light of these storms, you know these these uh, blizzard get-ins and all these other things we, we you know we now famously name, it just takes over and we lose control of our fears. We don't have faith in our systems. Fifty to seventy-five years ago, when we didn't have all this fancy technology, people just got along just fine. They had faith in themselves and they had faith in what, you know, they could ride the storm out and be safe. Most people's problem, it's not in the resources or the systems around them, but it's actually in their faith. And so having faith and not yielding to fear is is one of the keys in your life that you need to master, right? And this is, this is tough for a lot of people to do because if you fully understand the power that is generated from faith, and having faith not only in yourself, but, you know, your purpose and your belief system and everything else around you that makes up who you are, things that you can't touch that are intangibles rather than tangibles, then you realize that there really isn't much to fear because you can overcome and achieve anything that you set your mind to. And so power is really summed up very easily, right? And the key to your success is to rely on your faith. And when your strength and your faith is gone, that's when fear is going to set in and it's going to take over your life. Now, when you strip everything from your to-do list, your accomplishments, the certificates, the professional titles, your cars, your homes, when you strip it all away, what's, what's left? What is left? And that is your legacy. Your legacy, that's what's left. It's more than just getting things done. The accolades, the materials, the rewards. You should should be seeking to understand and not just going through the motions. Understanding what this is all about. You should really be in two places at once. And you're like, that's crazy, Kirby. You can't be in two places at once. But I'm telling you, each day you grind, but you're present right? You're grinding in the present moment, trying to achieve something for today. But you also need to be in another place. And that is being future-minded and visualizing your future. And that's going to guide you towards the straightest route possible and help guide you in the present moment. So you want to be future-minded, but not so future-minded that you get caught up in dreaming about the future because you need to be present in the moment in order to get there. Now, you can achieve anything you set out to if you truly, truly, truly have faith. And you aren't alone in your concerns or your pursuits. Good folks with the right mindset are all around you. We've been talking about a lot of these things that I'm mentioning right now throughout. And if you build a foundation, right, if you build a solid foundation filled with purpose and embedded in your core values, you will have something. That will last the test of time. Now that is that is something that others will want to belong to as well. See, I always tell people, I was like, when you if you have a vision, you have to communicate it, and you have to communicate it often, because guess what? People want to be a part of where you're going. They want to jump on that bus, as in the book Good to Great. They want to get on that bus and go where you're going. And then sometimes it's funny to look back in the rearview mirror in my own life. And where I ended up, right here in this moment, right before you. Nobody thought I would be here having this conversation with you. It's still a little bit of a shock to me as well. Because just about nine years ago, my life was stripped down to its foundation. You hear me talk a lot about foundation. My life was stripped down to its foundation. And I stood there with nothing. I had nothing but the foundation left. And this was a very humbling experience for me. And while I don't wish that upon you, but I'll tell you what, sometimes it's necessary. Uh, It was necessary for me to understand where I'm at today. And I had to be stripped of everything in order to understand what I really had and what, you know, life I was going to create moving forward. And so everything in my life was wrong at that time. And I survived that terrible storm. But I lost everything but that foundation. I still had that foundation intact. And I don't expect anyone to be perfect, right? And even those that seem to have it all are really vulnerable to losing it all at any moment. They're vulnerable to losing it all in any moment. Even the most famous people who seem to have all the talent in the world can come crashing down. And losing everything in a single second. Now, we will continue to make mistakes and we're gonna to continue to do wrong to each other. But what matters most is, is that the foundation we build with our life, that's what matters most. Because at the end of it, you gotta go back to those core values, you gotta go back to those roots, you gotta go back to that foundation and then you can build a house from there. Even with my best efforts, I still do wrong and I still come up short or I fail at times. It's, it's always going to happen. I can't stop that. And I still struggle with some of my wrongdoings from, and, and some of the pain from those moments in the past. You, you're going to struggle with it. You're human. You can't change the past and you can't go back and fix it. So what does the, the next best thing to do is you learn from it and you move forward. Now you're not perfect. And really, So self-empathy is going to be essential for you to move forward. It's very important. It's it's an important key is to have self-empathy. It's to forgive yourself from the result. And you get two things from that. It makes allowance for your mistakes, and it also enables you to be better for the next time. And you you don't do any of this by yourself. We know that. We know that we don't walk through life alone. We don't approach it by ourselves and you're going to require a strong cast of supporting characters around you. I refuse to quit and I refuse to settle for mediocre and that makes me better every single day. You're a warrior. I have no doubt about that. Who can do amazing things. Each and every single one of you out there are unique in your own light and you have strengths and characteristics that nobody else has. You're like one in a trillion or something like that. The the, the odds of you, know, you being replicated are astronomical. You just need to run this race in your own way. You need to do it in a way that you can win at life. And you need to run it according to your core values, to your truths, and continually growing in others. And do it with perseverance. Run your own race according to your truths, your values, grow in others, and, and run it with perseverance. Life is a marathon, folks. You have to pace yourself. The world has a big problem today. It's not the surface level issues of teen pregnancy, suicide, divorce, criminal activity, or any of the other societal ills that we're dealing with right now. It's none of those problems. Those are surface level issues. Those are the results of a root cause in which, honestly, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, we've abandoned our roles as spouses, parents, and leaders. We've abandoned those roles. We abandoned our roles as a spouse, a parent, and a leader. And this is is the root cause of all those societal ills. And we have a debt that we own now. And before we accumulate more of that debt and are foreclosed on, we need to pay that debt off and we need to own the problem. We need to own the root cause and own our own responsibilities and roles in life. And when you begin to understand this, when you begin to understand this and you live to change lives by engaging and inspiring and start outfitting others to build a solid foundation without teaching them to accumulate that debt that societal debt you my friend will own the world and everything in it hey folks that's it for today if you want more great content like this visit www kirbyengles.com. Again, that's www.kirbyengles.com. And I only wish you the best of fortunes in 2020 and set your sights high and focus on true success.